0: jazz camp. My name is Dave Piper. I'm so glad that you downloaded this, that you're here listening, and that you want to learn more about this great music called jazz. I wanted to do this podcast because um, I wanted to put something creative out in the world. I want to improve my own skills at jazz, and I want to interact with great players. I have so many people that I can't wait to introduce you to. This is really aimed at high school or college-level musicians or maybe at adult learners who are just getting into jazz on their own. I want to have you, listening to this podcast, I want to help you practice with your horn or your guitar or your piano in your hands. So the best way to use this is going to be to plug your device into some speakers and get near your instrument. I could also imagine a band director using this podcast in a rehearsal setting, rehearsing with a jazz big band or with a combo. And you'll probably pause it or rewind a few things as you go, but band directors, consider taking 10 or 15 minutes using this podcast to help your students uh, work on some things. I'm interested in exploring this podcast format as a way to teach jazz, as an oral art form. No paper, just sound. That's really the way jazz is meant to be learned. And I'm not creating anything new here, but I am trying to pull together a lot of the things that have been helpful to me as I've learned. I grew up in Foxborough, Massachusetts, and every summer we had this wonderful jazz camp at the beginning of the summer, and there were all these great players. Every day we would spend a bunch of time doing dictations, playing back and forth and learning licks. Uh, We would break up into combos and we would learn tunes. And then inevitably you'd get to know these people a little bit. They would share stories about their own journey or about classic recordings or people they've played with and that was a really important part of me coming up. Not only the music but the community um, that I felt at Jazz Camp. So I hope some of that can come across in this podcast. Another reason I'm doing this podcast is a little bit selfish. I want to improve my own skills and if you want to get better at something you teach it. I've done a lot of things over the years but I play trumpet, that was my first instrument, and later I got really into recording, and I studied guitar, I've played bass in a bunch of bands, so you're going to hear me playing some trumpet, guitar, and bass on these recordings alongside our guests. The format for each show is going to be that we're going to introduce a concept, a jazz improvisation concept, we're going to work through it a little bit. And then we'll have a guest come in. We'll chat about that concept with them, and we'll play a little bit. We might ask the guest a few questions. And we'll end every time by teaching a tune. I really think that technique is great, but you have to have it tied to a song that you can go out in the world and play. So we'll end every time with a tune and jamming a little bit on that tune. Without any more talking, let's get to our first concept. Today we're going to talk about pentatonic blues licks. (laughs) Bye. <laughs> so what you just heard me playing was notes from a minor pentatonic scale. Pent means five, so there's gonna be five note names we're dealing with, and minor, you've heard that term, it means kind of a mournful or sad sound. Now in the beginning, even though we're playing a minor scale, it's actually major chords that we're playing over, and that's part of what gives the blues its unique sound, that blurring of major and minor. The notes we're using today are going to make you sound really bluesy, like you have some attitude or we might even say some grit or stank. And it's important to play that way. I want you to put some air into your horn and play these notes with some attitude. For concert instruments you're going to be playing the pitches B flat, D flat, E-flat, F, A-flat, and we'll go back to the octave B-flat. So again, that's B-flat, D-flat, E-flat, F, A-flat, and back to the high B-flat. In a row, they sound like this. I'm not usually gonna do this, but we should get used to transposing. So concert instruments That would be piano, guitar, bass, and trombone. You can use the note names that I just said. B-flat instruments, that's trumpet and tenor sax. You're always going to think one whole step up from concert pitch. So you're thinking about C, E-flat, F, G, B-flat, and C. And last but not least, alto sax, you're going to have to think a sixth up from the note names that I'm saying. For you, this scale is going to be G, B flat, C, D, F, and back to G. So let's practice that scale going up. I'll play it three times. Two, ready, play. <laughs> Again, and go. One more time. Good. I'd encourage you to hit pause for a minute, to play that a few times, and to really get comfortable with these notes go. Did you do it? Did you hit pause? Now let's also practice the scale going down. So we'll start on the high B flat. Let's do it three times in a row. So now we're going to play going down concert pitch. B flat, A flat, F, E flat, D flat, B flat. Let's try it three times in a row. Here we go. Two, Ready, play. Again and go. One more time. hit pause one more time and now practice playing that scale down change the rhythm have fun with it practice for a while just see what those notes sound like are you remembering to put some air into the horn and to play with a good attack to play with some attitude that's gonna be really important so now I'm gonna teach you five licks or phrases that use those notes we just learned when you're soloing you're gonna be able to combine these groups of notes the same way that we combine words when we're talking. So when you hear the drums, I'm gonna play each lick three times with space afterwards for you to play along and imitate what you hear. Remember, you can always get the rhythm and then I want you to just dive in and get used to trying to start to hear the intervals in this minor pentatonic scale. It's okay if you don't play the lick correctly those first few times. After that, I'll tell you the note names, We'll break it down a little bit and go slower, and then we'll put it back up to speed. Remember, in this podcast format, you can always hit pause, and I know on my iPhone I have that 15 second backwards button. That might be useful for you. Here we go. Try to echo back each lick after I play it. The first one sounds like this. this one has a pickup that starts on the note F. We're going to hear just two beats, and then we play starting on the note F. We go down our pentatonic scale, so that's F, E-flat, D-flat, B-flat. And then at the end, we just put in a little extra bit that goes down to the A-flat and back to the B-flat. Again, it sounds like this. F, E-flat, D-flat, B-flat, A-flat, B-flat. Here it is real slow, at this tempo. A ready, play. And here it is back up to speed. Pause and practice that lick a bunch of times, probably 10 or 15 times. Go ahead. As you play these, really try to pay attention to the articulation. In the beginning, let's think of some notes as do's and some notes as da's. Like lick number two goes, da, doo, da, da, doo, doo, da. Did you hear it? I'm also slurring some notes, and I'm tonguing some notes pretty hard. Try to imitate that while we learn these licks. Lick number two starts on B flat. It sounds like this. So that's B-flat, D-flat, B-flat, A-flat, F-A-flat, B-flat. Here it is slow. One, two, play. And here it is back up to speed. Remember to put a little stank on that second note. B flat, D flat. That one really has some attitude. Hit pause and practice for a little bit. Here's lick number three. A minute ago, we talked about really putting some attitude on that minor third, the D flat. This lick is going to start on that note. It also starts on beat 3. It sounds like this. So that's D-flat, D-flat, B-flat, A-flat, F-A-flat, B-flat, dot, 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 do, dot. Remember our do's and dot's? Really try to play it with that articulation. Here it is slow. A ready play. And here it is, up to speed, one more time. Here's lick number four. This one sounds like this. One starts right on the downbeat in on B flat. You can probably hear that we're using a sequence. Da, 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 da. B flat, B flat, A flat, B flat. And then we're taking that sequence and we're just going down the scale with it. B flat, B flat, A flat, B flat. Down a step. A flat, A flat, F, A flat. Down a step. F, F. E flat, F. And then we end the phrase by breaking the sequence. D flat, B flat. When you play this phrase, you're going to mostly slur and make sure you're emphasizing the upbeats. Do da do da do da do da do da do da Here's the phrase real slow. One, two, three, four. And here's that phrase, back up to speed. Are you remembering to slur and to emphasize those upbeats? Lick number five is going to start on the AND of beat 4 on the note F. It sounds like this. break this one down into two parts. The notes are F A-flat B-flat B-flat A-flat B-flat Da-do-da-da-da-da One more time that's F A-flat B-flat B-flat A-flat B-flat Practice that first part of the lick. The second part of the lick, we're going to hit D-flat, the minor third, and give it a little stank, like this. D-flat, A-flat, B-flat. You might put a little vibrato on there, too. You can hear me doing that naturally with my voice and with my horn. D-flat, A-flat, B-flat. So the notes for the whole lick, then, are F-A-flat. B-flat, B-flat, A-flat, B-flat, D-flat, A-flat, B-flat. Here it is slow. One, two, three, four. and here it is back up to speed. Nice! Did you make it? Now you have five licks that you can play anywhere in a blues over any chord, over any part of the form. They're always going to sound good and now we're going to start mixing them up. Putting them in different sequences maybe varying the rhythms and embellishing them a little bit. To do that, I want to introduce you to our guest for the day, Greg Woodsby. Greg, how's it going? It's going great. Nice, yeah. nice. So uh, you're here and our listeners have just learned these five pentatonic licks. Great. And if you could, um, we'll just play a little bit and you can embellish these licks. And uh, I don't know, let's hear what you have to say with them. Beautiful. So that sounded great, Greg. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
1: Uh, That's a great way to practice with licks that uh, you've, you've learned from anywhere, is to just take them and find ways, experiment. I mean, this is all, anytime you're practicing improvisation, it's about sort of setting up some parameters for yourself and and experimenting within them so taking these and oh i'm going to use this lick in the first four bars and i'm going to use this lick in the second four bars and how can i get from this lick to this lick in an interesting way and oh that didn't work that time let me try it again and and change this note In a way, the same way if you were, I love to think about it like you were practicing telling jokes in a foreign language. Um, You would have to know both the content and the meaning of the jokes, which we sort of learned with just learning the scale and learning the licks. And then you have to learn all of the ways that you phrase them and place them. And I could imagine practicing them that way and saying a line and then trying that same line again. And then trying that line with a little bit different... And then trying that line and seeing how I could hook it into the next line. And and that way. And I think about that a lot with my playing.
0: And timing and dramatic pauses and repetition to make sure your audience has gotten it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All of that. Um, and limiting
1: yourself to a small vocabulary to do that with. You can find, Yo-Yo Ma calls it, an infinite variety within the notes. Each of these licks, you could man, you could not get bored playing these five licks for ages
0: and ages. The more fences I build, the freer I become. Yeah,
1: that's a great Stravinsky quote, another yeah. favorite
0: of mine. Yeah. So in the beginning, I talked a little bit about jazz camp and the jazz camp in Foxborough, which was yeah. sort of the inspiration for this. And we were both students in Foxborough. And then later on, we both taught at that jazz camp. So, um, you know, the three pillars of what we're trying to do here are kind of, um, building vocabulary, yeah. um, learning tunes, and um, you know, getting to know the the personality of the people involved. So I don't know. I wonder if you could say anything about what you remember about jazz camp, that particular one that we went to.
1: Yeah, my one of my strongest memories. The every morning starts out, and everybody stands in a room together for an hour and chants jazz rhythms. Da 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 da, and the feeling of having—I don't know—a hundred or so people um, with, by the way, some of the swinginest, hippest drummers in Boston backing you up and giving you just the most gorgeous pocket and bed to do this over. Um, the feeling of that many people spending that long getting into the same groove um, it just feels like all the space between you melts away and you can just feel this community um, and and that's some of what is so special about that camp is that it's uh, what I what I call folkloric learning um, where you are learning something not by listening to facts about it not by reading about it but by just being with it and experiencing it and um you know sidling right up next to these professionals these people who are top in their field and and all the other students and just the community of the whole thing everybody there is important um and that and that deep slow experience of letting it sink into your bones is, is really unique and um, that's in a way what's trying to happen with this podcast it's so important to learn any kind of cultural activity and any kind of language and this is both it's important to learn any
0: kind of language by being seeped in the culture of that language and i love that there's very little written notation at that camp like i feel like on monday and tuesday a few people always photocopy things and then by wednesday everybody's like forgotten their wrinkled worksheets (laughs) somewhere but it's really an immersive experience in sound yes and there's no reason you can't do that with a podcast exactly
1: definitely yeah yeah
0: yeah. cool so should we play a tune
1: yeah let's do it
0: what are you gonna teach us Stretch
1: out. Uh, i'm gonna teach you a tune by red garland called blues by five
0: all right awesome And I should say here that Greg is doing a really good job playing on the Korg digital piano that we have available to us. I know Greg would love to be on a proper acoustic grand piano, but uh, I think the playing speaks for itself. So take it away, Greg.
1: So we're going to learn A Great Head by the great piano player Red Garland. This is Blues by Five. And uh, it starts off... You know, everything is out of that minor pentatonic that we just played around with, Um, and I'm going to play you the first lick, and you could approach this two ways. You could jump in and guess at it and play the notes and be like, oh, I got that note. Didn't get that note. That's fine. But you can also listen for some characteristics of the notes. See if you can find the note that sounds like DO. You've been playing this for a while. They're probably in your ear. And you can think to yourself, ah, that's where it lands on DO. Um, It's a good way to think about where the tune feels like it starts. So here's the first lick. So think about that to yourself for a second. Do you think it starts on Do? Do you think it ends on Do? Do you think Do is that note in the middle? Listen to it again. Okay, give it a shot. One, two, three. I'll do it. Mm. So it ends on F. F begins and ends on F. F, A flat, B flat, F, A flat, B flat, F, A flat, B flat, A flat, B flat, A flat, F. The next lick is really similar and starts on the B flat. to okay so you take the same shape right over the pentatonic scale starting on B flat and back to the first thing you play I'll play then you play here's me you play with me Uh. good to stretch yourself to remember longer and longer licks. So the first time we just add And it was all pretty similar. You got three notes. Okay, I'll figure that out that that order. Now we've got five notes You have to piece them together. You'll stretch yourself as you do this. And the last lick Where does that start? Where does it end? feels like it ends at home base, right? It feels like it ends, and it feels good where it ends. So you can probably figure that one out. And uh, then as you move up, you've got that... How does that note feel? I'll play it, then you play it. Three, four, you with me. One, two, three, you can sing or play along. One more time, play it with me. One, two, three. Optional. Back to the top. Right, so there is this one little. Uh, it's definitely a, a part of the head. You hear it on the recording, um, repeated. Um, these are out of that scale, but they're going back to that first note that we started the tune on. Okay, I'm gonna play the whole tune through. One, two, get the rhythm if nothing else. Two, three. Four. And the other thing about this tune is that it beautifully demonstrates the structure of a typical blues chorus, in that you have a statement. Statement that's fairly straight ahead, simple, groovy, rhythmic, beautiful blues notes in there. Then you have a variation that is very close to, sometimes even a repetition in some blues forms, of that. And this one, it's just a small variation. That's in the second four-bar phrase. And then the last four-bar phrase answers it and wraps the whole thing up. With a slight turnaround.
0: Beautiful. All right, so now Greg and I are going to play the tune. This is Blues by Five from the 1956 classic Miles Davis album, Cookin'. Here's our first episode of the Jazz Camp Podcast in the books. I had so much fun making it. I had so much fun playing music with Greg. I know he's been working on a project called Tributary with a wonderful trumpet player from Minneapolis named Adam Meckler. That album's not out yet, but it will be soon. So if you want to check out more of Greg's work, look up Tributary. Generally speaking, I'm going to try to keep these episodes a little bit shorter, 20 or 30 minutes, but we just had a lot to get through this first time. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me via email at jazzcamppodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jazzcamppodcast at gmail.com. This first season will be all about the blues, probably do six or seven episodes i think the next one will be about the flat five and how to use that really important note as you're playing the blues there's miles again from that great 1956 album cooking i'm gonna let him take us out keep swinging keep practicing